Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. Well, we can dish them out. everyone this is our guest today he is fucking amazing like everything you do is funny whether you are just like fucking around on instagram or doing like a musical medley comedy set you're just so smart and brilliant and thank you so much for being on our show i could gush about you all day but we're gonna do that at the end actually oh thanks (laughs) yes well so far so good (laughs) i need you to talk to my family fabulous (laughs) give me their phone numbers i will call them explain it rave reviews and talk to the president of show business got it (laughs) you know i got their number we'll do it we'll make it happen for you (laughs) well we are going to ask you a ton of questions great not a ton a a few oh we're gonna pepper you with some (laughs) nostalgic career-driven memory lane shit mm-hmm. and see where your brain takes us on this journey today mm-hmm. okay that sounds great i'm excited do you want to start miss shannon sure so you are a bit of a rebel i, I am oh yes sir <laughs> i appreciate the level of commitment that got you twitter banned <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> what is the first rebellious act that you can recall i think probably the one that comes to mind and now now all of a sudden i went from saying i am a rebel to now i'm just like totally agreeing with you (laughs) i have so many to choose from i've always been a rebel but i would say the earliest thing that comes to mind is that when i was i think eight years old i grew up in a suburb of cleveland called university heights uh, not not an important detail to what I'm about to tell you, but when all the boys in school joined the Cub Scouts, <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Because I was like, why would I join some bullshit that everyone's doing and putting on a fucking uniform to all look the same? I was just fully against it. And everyone in the grade was in the Cub Scouts, which is, I think, the the youngest boy scouting thing or my friend kevin and my friend john were the other two kids from my grade that lived on my block so kevin had all the i i'm not going to use their last names just no you're totally fine there's always a kevin though that's a common thread in our podcast everybody's got a we're still friends and he's a great guy (laughs) and this is the thing john kevin and i were like three best buddies um though to be fair their friendships were stronger and lasted they're closer basically i'm a rebel and i drifted (laughs) but um kevin had all the cub scouts over to his house every cub scout in the grade many of whom were my friends and john and i went and stood at the edge of his yard and made fun of all of them (laughs) like taunted them we were eight years old kevin was our best friend and there's 40 kids running around his yard in these uniforms and we're mocking them knowing fully that (laughs) yeah like knowing that they're our friends and we're gonna see them tomorrow not in uniform (laughs) yeah but somehow the fact that they were all in uniform playing in kevin's yard we were just like fuck all of you guys 
And uh, I think that's been my life in general. Just little baby communists is all they were. It's totally fine. That's what I think, you know. Right. I mean, I've always kind of been against... Uh, organized douchery. I'll, I'll organize anything, really. Uh, I'm an organizer and a joiner. Oh no, God. no. I got all the patches. No, it's I fine. Like- I would let you yell at me from the street. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I think I was just figuring things out, but... I think, yeah, that would probably be my first act of rebellion where I was just like, oh, you guys are into that? Fuck that. (laughs) Um, Just on the face of it. Kind of maintained that through my life. I mean, you can't help who you are. I mean, it's in your soul. I can't help it. Right. I can't help it. It's just the way you were made. Fuck Kevin. I'm just kidding. You're cool, Kevin. Whatever. No, he's a great guy. (laughs) He was a great kid. Really, like, looking back on it really puzzles me why we would have done that. Like, mocked our friends. Let's, let's, uh, let's unpack that. So, do you feel like your rebel spirit said, no, I'm not going to join that uniforms. You guys are all turds. And then maybe on the day of the event, you realize all your other friends were meeting up and you, you maybe felt a little left out. So you found a way to join them without joining them. No, I think was- <laughs> <laughs> he's not falling for your psychotherapy. I love it. <laughs> I think honestly, it was just the former. I think it was just like, fuck this. And um, we need to let them know how much well lame we think it is. <laughs> Ditch the uniform. Let's play dodgeball, douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't play unless we get a badge. Right? It has to be oh, pretty proof. The other thing I would say from around that same time is I was a huge Kiss fan. Yes. I mean, I'm a fan of Kiss from the classic era. I think, you know, few few bands have destroyed their legacy more than Kiss. <laughs> it's the reality shows for me. It's true, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, that's sort of, I think most fans, when you hang around that long, you're eventually going to just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, look at Rock of Love. Let's be real. Rock of Love. <laughs> I'm telling you. Is Rock of Love, that's the Brett Michaels one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he destroyed that entire band's legacy with one show. <laughs> I don't know. I would say, I would say there was nothing to destroy. Um, <laughs> oh, by the valid. <laughs> the TV show was the redemption. I say that as a fan on some level of poison. I think like if you want poison, they are the best at that. Mm-hmm. And I saw Poison on their first tour for their first album, Look What the Cat Dragged In, opening for Rat. Oops. Love me some Rat. On the Invasion of Your Privacy tour. And I remember just being like, what is this Poison? They were so bad, but great, I thought. And like, mm-hmm. really, if you listen to that record and then like Green Day Dookie, it's really the same cake with different frosting. <laughs> Um, they're both were doing essentially the same thing i love that i digressed completely i remember seeing gene simmons you know like there was called pm magazine Mm -hmm. was like the sort of like the show that came on after the news that was like human interests and celebrities and things they interviewed gene simmons and this is would have still been like when you were still wearing makeup and things and i remember being a little kid and he was like be weird don't try to fit in with everyone else just be yourself and i remember being however old you know six seven and just being like got it all right (laughs) noted bro (laughs) yeah and truly like as much of i think uh that guy's done a lot of stupid stuff since then um I am super grateful because I was like, oh, okay, well, this guy that I worship in this band that I worship says that I don't have to worry about fitting in with anyone else. So I I never really cared ever since. I love that. Of all the people to get your sage advice from, I think Gene Simmons is top notch. It's amazing. Like a journalist was interviewing him and for whatever reason decided to reach out to me and was like, hey, do you have any questions you want me to ask Gene Simmons? I said, I don't have any questions, but you can thank him for that from me oh oh my god and it's in the article that is so cool yeah gene simmons got to know that he touched your life he really did you know i mean ultimately i probably come out like 55 percent pro gene simmons if i really had to boil it all down it's still in his favorite counts (laughs) anyway i'm sorry (laughs) no you're amazing and never be sorry oh i mean i feel that way about everything just to some extent i mean i'll go get coffee in the morning and i'll walk out and be like oh man i blew that they must think i'm a fucking idiot oh so on that note though like 
you get cast for a lot of stuff. Like you were on Kimmy Schmidt. Like you've done a bunch of well-known things. Are you on set and they're like action and you get done and you're like, okay, do you guys just want me to leave? You're going to cut this? <laughs> Am I fired? That was awful. I'm trying to be better about not doing that because first of all you're being very kind i don't act nearly as again this is something for the president of show business i don't <laughs> act nearly as much as i would like to if anyone's listening and thinking <laughs> of casting me in there you know one of our four listeners is definitely in a top <laughs> high casting role i'm sure so we are good, good. yeah we're definitely. So, six right oh perfect hey, so mom <laughs> yeah no shit <sighs> but i i think early on in my storied acting career i would as much as i could like go to the director like, be sure it's okay. You want to do more? Do a different, do another take. Now I only ask that like once or twice instead of 50 times. <laughs> I want to do a good job. Work ethic. You got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a, a simple Midwestern boy. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're kind of down to try whatever and successful or otherwise. I would love to know what is the most daredevil thing you've ever tried as a youth. As a youth? I don't know. I think probably to the age of 18. Honestly, I think probably the more daredevil, dangerous things I've done in my adult life. I think during my youth or whatever, uh, I was probably more inclined to, I mean, you know, setting shit on fire did stuff like that. I think everyone did. Probably. I didn't set enough stuff on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I have regrets. Like, I, I wish, wish I could I go back set and more fires. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, our little brother lit pumpkins on fire with his friends one Halloween oh by God. putting gasoline and squirt guns. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant! He was a Boy Scout man. <laughs> he was a Boy Scout. Trouble. There you go. Well, th I mean, th there you have it. <laughs> it all connects. Exactly. I think, like, when I was a kid, I was probably more... I mean, maybe my family would tell you otherwise, but I think I... As far as, like, genuinely dangerous things, I think my thinking until I was an adult was, like, just kind of uh, be stealth about things mm. and um, make sure you can do the stuff you actually want to do and not fuck it up by doing really stupid stuff. Oh, so you flew smart. under the radar until you were older and then you're like, fuck it, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, as an adult, like, I'll do things like, you know, I went to northern Mexico and went... And performed in a prison and the men's prison had been like uh the the cartel had murdered the warden and ta Holy taken shit. over taken over the prison okay so then you were like this is the choice for me uh, i need to go to there <laughs> well i i had done stand up at sing sing prison a couple Holy times shit, and that that was an amazing really powerful very positive experience and then a guy you know that i knew from college not a fellow student but who worked at the school i went to fordham university and he's from brooklyn this guy bob coogan became a priest and wound up a chaplain in this prison in northern mexico Dang. new york times magazine did a story on him and i was like holy shit that's my friend bob i haven't talked to him in years and i got in touch and so the, anyway it's the story was basically like, how fucked up is it that this guy from Brooklyn is a priest in this prison that the cartel's running? <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's like Thunderdome insanity. And the outside of the prison is run by the government. Basically, the Mexican government was like, to the cartel, it sounds like you guys got this covered. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, we'll just be outside if you need anything. So... <sighs> Thunderdome. I just pictured that the minute you said it. I'm like, yeah, that, that oh. sounds about right. Oh my God. You know, he stayed working at, as the chaplain at the prison. So I had such a great time at Sing Sing that I thought, well, this sounds way more intense than that. <laughs> Let's double down on the prison dates. Yeah, yeah. It's, and and just the you know the reality of unfortunately not any of us, but I'm talking about awful people will <laughs> say, say shit about Mexico and this and that. But you know, it's really the cartels that are causing the trouble, not the regular citizens. Yeah, people flee here to get away from the crazy shit that's happening there because they want better than cartel life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I feel like it's the same stigma of like yeah. in the past if you went to like the East Coast and you were in new york oh, and people right. would be like oh those damn italians oh, those you know thugs. and you're, and you're like, like no what? no no <laughs> yeah not, yeah my friend it is my friend's known as the shit Fuck <laughs> off, <right>? man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so with 
this part of Mexico is very dangerous. So I guess in that way, that's my really long answer. That would be something that I would say was maybe more potentially dangerous than anything I did as a kid. I mean, kid, you know, kind of just do things where you might get maimed and things like that. Like take a risk and break your arm or your friend's arm, you know. But weirdly, yeah, I've never broke, knock on wood, I guess. Uh, Yeah, you better. I I never have broken an arm. I I was maimed, though, not to brag. Not to brag. Um, Do tell. Yes, please. Yes. You buried the lead on that. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's kind of a sad story, but go on. (laughs) I'll put sad music in behind it if you prefer. Perfect. Uh, We had a dog, beautiful golden retriever, when I was a kid, and I went to kiss him on the snout. This is like literally like let sleeping dogs lie. Did he rip your face open and you had to be put in a baby straitjacket and have stitches put in your face? Yes, exactly. That's my story. You and I are twins. Face twins. They didn't put me in a straitjacket. They, they put Bonnie in a straitjacket. Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh my God. If I pointed it out to you, you'd be like, oh, there it is. Will you Same send me your Bonnie. scar later and I'll send you my scar? It used to be across my whole face. I like grew into my face. <laughs> I had a, um that sort of just stitch it up and we'll get out of here. And my mom, you know, was like, oh, we need to get this properly fixed or you're going to look like a thug your whole life. He's like, my baby. Right. Chicks dig yeah. stars, but your mom's like, I just really want him to look you, professional yeah, someday. You don't want a Quasimodo yeah. that situation. That's some maternal foresight right there. That's awesome. Yeah, so she made oh. sure that I got the fancy lad treatment for oh, my face. Lad. You got those fancy inside-out stitches Aww. where like, it heals all properly. Yeah, I got a straight jacket. <laughs> oh. Bonnie got strapped down like she was at the vet and they just went to town. Oh, no. Well, I'm sure Bonnie I was a like savage two, stitches, no, though. like three years old. Yeah. I was like toddler. Yeah, so you were, I think you I just like didn't understand the situation three. of like, oh, your, okay. why oh, my yeah. face yeah. was hanging off of my face. You're so oh yeah, I was 11, so I was oh, you know yeah. I was a bit more still. That's more sucks. worldly. Did, when's the last time you kissed a dog on the snout? This, mor- this oh, morning. Shit. This morning. This morning. <laughs> I only boop snouts now. Yeah, Bonnie's a booper, not a smoocher no, nowadays. I have, I have trust issues. I learn nothing, really. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it's kind of, you know, you got to know the dog. And my current sweet sweetie, I know her. And mm-hmm. she just doesn't startle in that way. She'd so never cujo your face. That's so nice. No, oh. I kiss her on the snout all the time. Oh, that story, like as you were telling it, Bonnie and I locked eyes and we both gasped so deeply because we we're like, "That's your story. That's so crazy." Because <clears> you just so told similar. me my own trauma. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh! And now we're shared friendship friends. soulmates. Oh, oh good, God. good. Oh, you remember <sighs> yours though? I have this like dark spot in the back of my mind. Because of toddlerness? Yes. And that dog, whenever my parents told me the story back, the hardest part of that story wasn't like my dad was crying and he was like a tough ass guy. It wasn't that I didn't understand what was happening and I kept putting my little baby hands to my face to feel flesh torn off. Oh, God. It wasn't any of that. It was the fact that after all this happened, that dog was put down. Oh, no. And I was like, I kissed a dog and it was the kiss of death. Oh my god. Oh yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah, so I, shit. The exact same thing I felt horrible about that. Like um, guilt on top of a wound. But now I want to make shirts and patches that say Kiss of Death Club. Oh, <laughs> just pass them out to everyone who's um, yeah. kissed a snoot and got bitten and that dog died. Let's do it. Yeah, let's Dude, do I like it. it. There's more I'm of in. us out there. Listen, listeners. If you um, know someone who has kissed a dog. Yeah. And they bit your fucking face. Bit your face off. Yeah. And then that dog had to be put down because um, they were too violent. Oh. Make that Hit patch up, man. and I'll put it on my Dave shirt that I ordered that will be here eventually. Oh, and then She got a Dave shirt. Hell I'm yeah, very I excited. Did. Which, um, wait, what shirt did you get? The one that you posted that's like, it was a pre-order and it's a... Uh, Oh, the Dead Kennedys one. Yes. Nice. I love the design on the front of that. If you know, you know kind of shirt. Yeah. This guy has a company called King Screen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I want to send you some shirts. And he sent me a couple shirts. And that was one of them. He so he good. just w- went ahead and made it. And then so I posted it, as you saw. And, and people were like, I want that shirt. So I wrote him and I was like, people want this shirt. That's yeah, every merch designer's dream. Out. Right. Do you get proceeds from that shirt or did I just pay a guy for your shirt? No, <laughs> do you I get money from that? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, good. Just making sure. You know, I run a tighter operation than that. I don't I don't just let people run around making Dave Hill shirts. Just all willy nilly. <laughs> all willy nilly buying mansions with the money. I know, just throwing gold coins out the door. It's bullshit. Yeah. On to a more 
lighthearted, frivolous question than sure. dog face bite. Kiss but I like that, club. right? If you could switch places with anyone for just 24 hours, who would it be and why? Oh, I love this question. Me we too. We haven't done ages. it in a long time. Also, second part of this, they don't have to be you. You could pick anyone not worrying if they are in turn fucking your life up. That's mm-hmm. the other caveat. So. And you would just be like an autopilot. Yeah. Oh, right. You'd just be doing normal Dave daily it's motions. It's not Freaky Friday. Dogs. No. Right, right. They don't get to be you. You get to be them. Um, gosh, that's a hard one. It probably changes daily because mine changes anyway. But Can't think of anyone specifically like maybe just someone who does something cool like dives with sharks or like looks at sea creatures i think that'd be fun or someone who's already in space as an astronaut so you wouldn't have to do the journey oh my god do all that you're you just are floating for 24 hours shit god yeah or i'd be into that i'd be into the journey i don't want the whole to do i just want the experience for about a day (laughs) consciously i always say that my friend jason narducci he has a great band split single his own band and he plays bass in super chunk as well but he's also a uh, bass player for Bob Mould band and I'm a huge Bob Mould fan you know who's Gru and Sugar and all that mm-hmm. and I always say to Jason sincerely like he's the only person I'm jealous of on earth because I think it would be really fun to play bass Bob Mould you have such realistic aspirations I love this He's the only like actual person that I could name that I'd be like, oh, I want to trade with him. But um, the rest of it would be just someone who works at a goat farm or something, you know? That's cool. Because anything with animals, if you have a lot of animal access, I'm jealous. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's all it's animal jealous, access. It's jealousy things fill in your cup. Maybe someone who uh, just lives in the south of France, and, and I can just Lavender hang out. Farm cheese, yeah, fromage, right? Teleport vacation. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Just someone who has nice uh, access to nice cheese and wine and stuff. They come See, back and their cellar's empty, and they're like, "What? What happened?" I can't remember yeah. yesterday. It's so weird. I felt time. like Dave Hill all day. It was so <laughs> sweet. I, don't know. I, I took my bike around the south of France and I pointed out all the cool things in town. Found some France towny punks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, or I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be like cool to be Kirk Hammett from Metallica for a day or something. Right? I don't know. Right. I met Just him. Stuff I think of. Oh, I met shit. him on accident and I got, I was real drunk. <laughs> and I said, oh, you guys nice. are so good, but like, crazy because you're so old oh, and then my no. friend who was a tour manager for the other band that opened for them was like here come over here <laughs> come oh my over gosh you, you you hit it out of the park out of like the worst thing to say <laughs> no I'm i didn't know he just like laughed in my face but i was like I'm you're joking. still so good you guys are so tight how are you so tight and you're so old <laughs> they're not that i mean no but also i was like 20 something and right oh just cocky as they must have i was wearing a turtleneck like i'm not a groupie it was like not backstage like hoeing it up for metallica i like wore a mock turtleneck with a jacket over it she and, just like, ended up at their show and was just I like did, oh my god hi weird moment happening ready go. <laughs> so i got to watch him from the side of the oh, stage and was like amazing. dude freshman bond would have been stoked oh. oh that's cool yeah something like that or i don't know i just play guitar in some sweet mm. band where i get to rock out in front of twenty thousand people Ooh, right like really stadium fun. style and you just like are rocking out and then you do like the fingers at the crowd and then they just like sing all the words in your face i feel like yeah if you could bottle that for the general public everyone would just be dosing i sing in bands my preference is to just be the guy on the side playing guitar pointing out. at people because it's just more you can just kind of observe things it's not as it's like a little easier yeah and i i played in bands like in my 20 my first band worst band name ever sons of elvis we had one <laughs> album that is that's the worst. dope. That's awesome. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's. It could be the best. It's the best or the worst. Um. But you know, we had like one album and video on MTV and stuff in the nineties, and and the nineties was a peak period for like big outdoor radio fests mm-hmm. where you would we you know we would do these festivals with like Bush and Alanis oh, Morissette oh, and yep. like and oh. so you play for everyone that came out to see Bush or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was whatever, like 24, you know, you would play for 20,000 people. So I have experienced it and it's pretty cool to do that. So 
to do that and have to have them actually just fully be there to see you. Oh which yeah. Is what, which is what happens with Metallica. I'm guessing. Everyone's wearing <laughs> your shirt right. to the show. I think that would be really fun. Now I can name 70 million bands. That would be fun to be in for a night. I love it. We just said people and you went musical, which I is fantastic. That. That's why I love I, that question. I would love to know more about your music brain when you first started playing because you totally shred like you play guitar and you post videos all the time of you just like to you would be like noodling to me it'd be like three years of courses and I like (laughs) would fucking fumble through that shit Mm -hmm. our dad was a musician he tried to teach me guitar so many times that I do not play guitar I willingly was Mm -hmm. like I love you too much father I must go we're looking at guitars in the corner that have dust on (laughs) the we we both have guitars all over we have instruments can't do it can't do it our brothers can play by ear yeah and they picked it up really fast and I think (laughs) I'm just like musically dyslexic like I I know melody I can I can play other instruments but guitar was too I don't know so when I see someone like you just like wheel, 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 like going crazy and feeling the jam I'm like oh he's just so talented when did you start playing music and can you think of like a pivotal song that you played over and over again where you like imagined yourself in that band I well I started playing piano when I was like when I was eight I wanted to play guitar because when you're a kid you wanted to rock out so like you know my dad basically he wanted me to prove that I was really into music by suffering through piano for three yeah, years first. You could take it seriously and like learn the fundamentals. Yeah. So I had to take piano lessons for three years before I was allowed to take guitar lessons. My favorite band always has been Led Zeppelin. Oh, dope. Despite the fact that, you know, I, I like to think that I have wide ranging musical tastes. I pick like one of the most obvious bands that would be a person's favorite it's classic i've been obsessed with them since i was seven years old and my dad brought home led zeppelin 4 and i was just ever since then i've just been fully obsessed and when i started playing guitar i wanted to learn led zeppelin and i learned how to play stairway to heaven mm-hmm. and was young enough that like i didn't realize like what an obvious thing i was doing <laughs> Until you saw it on Wayne's World and you're like, God damn it. Yeah, this is pre pre Wayne's <laughs> right, World. Exactly. I learned it all in one week uh, from sheet music, damn. not even like uh, tablature. I learned like actually reading the music because uh, I was so determined. And then I kind of felt like, uh, cool, I can do this. Dude. And for those listeners who don't know Stairway to Heaven, How first dare of all, you? shame, pause yeah. this podcast, go listen to yeah. it. But it is like yes. the world's longest song. It really is, but it's so fucking it's beautiful. So, it's so good. And I got called out in high school because I was <laughs> in like the dance committees and I was like friends with the DJ we hired for the school because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. But I would request that song all the time for a slow dance because it's you the got the most FaceTime with your crush if you could just press your body to oh, your yeah. body for stairway to heaven it went on forever but then i had friends that would like get asked by like dudes they didn't like or like the stinky guy no offense stinky guy (laughs) but no one wants to stairway to heaven with you true the stinky guy factor made my friends come up to me and go you have got to stop (laughs) requesting stairway to heaven we hate you and now we hate this song and i was like with the stinky guy yeah you know like they get asked by someone random and they'd get stuck in this moment but then the moment never ended because it's so long but it's so beautiful and i'm over here like just lost in a magical moment of my own creation you know i'm twirling around cinderella (laughs) style and my friends are just all like eye daggering me Oh, yeah. It's a stone cold jam. It is so good. What a good song. Do you remember the first time that you hugged a gal close during a slow dance season? Oh, I don't know. I'm still not sure if I have. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, I, you know, no, I, I honestly, not as a kid. I know I was always terrified. Mm. Terrified and, and, I, and, and, and felt repellent. I mean, I think I felt that way into my 30s, probably. Thought I was uh, completely undesirable to any living thing. Oh my god. I will say you're not the first comedian that has told yeah. us that. That's the weirdest thing like, is that pain that's makes like... the funny people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Misery is best served I would have danced with you. I would have really? asked you to dance. Especially if you had like a long shaggy haircut and maybe Sweet a skateboard ass. in your locker. I would have been like, right, a Dave kid. 
I could picture him rolling in in like a funny tux for comedic purposes. Yeah. Just to be mm. silly. Oh, like a cummerbund shirt. I did that in college. We all did that. Nice. But I regret it. I regret, oh. it. <laughs> regret it. No regrets, Dave. Every lesson um, learned is a lesson learned. Sage advice from bosses. This is true. I don't know. Like I'm, not, I'm honestly against the slow dance as a concept. <gasps> really? You don't like just like awkward standing swing? on one foot, then the other, then the other foot you while being next to another circle, human? just a little. No, bit. I, I, cause I think like it's a lot of pressure. I think like that's meant for feeling that way, like close and intimate and what romantic or whatever. I don't want to do it on a dance floor. You should be married first. Especially you should be married. You should be married in the eyes of the Lord. No, no. (laughs) I think uh, when it comes to dancing, I want to dance around. I don't want to slow dance. I want to see your dancing. I was going to say, I'm trying to picture. Are there videos online of you just like busting it? There might be. I'm not a big dancer. You're more of a rocker. He's a small dancer. Like I I will reluctantly dance. I think reluctantly dancing and this is a flaw like i think i can only dance in like a silly way i don't think i can uh really enjoy i think i can only dance like an idiot like joking oh, around i, I think uh, I'm you can only make chihuahuas yeah. dance june 7th yeah. oh, oh shit did you google fucking a <laughs> dave hill oh, dances yeah. comes up with dave hill chihuahua dance this is yeah that was an early career move do you um, love being googleable so because i was like i turned to my husband this morning after revisiting your wikipedia for fun talking points and i was like i want a wikipedia and he goes no you don't <laughs> and i was like no i don't but that's just fun to say i want a wikipedia you learn a lot about no nah, no i mean i think more and more in this world like if i had a do-over i think it's probably too late i guess not that i'm some uh, international. I mean, I am an international superstar. Let's be clear. Yeah, obviously, but um, no. I think like my impulse now, if I had a do-over, would be to not be in view of people in any way. I, I think like uh, <laughs> says the comedian. How you'd dare be like you uh, read audio audiobooks. Oh, you'd be the voice only? of audiobooks. No, like cartoons. I say that. I say I think I would just do visual art and play mm. guitar. I would not speak mm. or write a single word so because um, you're such a good writer. I don't like that. Oh, I'm thank glad you. you can't do a do over. Actually, mm-hmm. it's too it's too late. I was on I was on the phone with my editor for an hour this morning. Oh, plotting out my next book. Nice. It's too late. That was my subtle way of bragging mm-hmm. that I'm working. No, I on love that. Hell yeah, brag about all <laughs> the things. We want you to promote all Absolute. the things. Oh, thank you. To step away from the self-deprecation of yeah. Dave, be like, and say, wagon. "I'm a boss," and right now, <laughs> I just want to let the people know that when you do Google Dave oh, God. on YouTube, these are my favorite headlines so far: Dave Hill nipple slip, <laughs> the king of metal. Tasteful nudes is what it's titled. See, it's there's so y'all. many good ones. Yes, you it. are clickbait. And I'm super in love with it. Those are not like the top ones. Those are just like her favorites. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's genius. I will say this does lead strangely into my last question. (laughs) I know from deep research, but also just from gently stalking you on social media over the last year or so. That's what deep research means. Right. No, but also Wikipedia. Um, Thank you. Wikipedia is the only research I I ever do about anything. It's pretty serious (laughs) book work, yeah. But people may or may not know that you are super chill, very kind dude. You do have a humanitarian side. Thank you. Have you ever done a good deed that has gone sideways, though? I can't think of anything. I'm sure... I don't know. I mean, this is not answering your question at all. But one thing I would in this year of reflection that I've had that we've all had, well, hopefully, people have used it to reflect. <laughs> oh, I think a lot I'm of people so have. reflected. I'm sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that occurs to me is like, I think every period of my life, I mean, I've done this throughout my life, I think at any point in my life, when I look back on what I was doing five years ago, how I was behaving, what you know, what I was eating and drinking, I'm always like, I was out of my fucking mind. <laughs> when I think about like what a typical day and or night would be like 10 years ago, I'm just like, what the fuck? 
So, and, and I think like behavior that I thought was sane and reasonable, I'm just like, I was out of my fucking mind. Like the way oh. I dealt with this situation and dealt with this person or, yeah. you know, all by way of saying, hopefully I'm getting, improving as a person. So do you look back and reflect every five years and then correct? Cause eventually that'll make a full circle. I like... think eventually, but I, th- I think, <laughs> yeah, will I right? think, no, my, my hope for anything is I think like, you know, before I die, hopefully I'll uh, be a decent person. <laughs> and like, Oh, I think you're a decent person now. Oh, thank you. You're just blessed with too much hindsight, man. Ooh, that's maybe, cool. maybe I don't want, but yeah. I'm I'm also trying not not to look back. I don't know, like you know, we we're talking about guitar, anything with like comedy or guitar. Like I think like I'm I'm like hoping to figure out how to do any of those things before I die. Like I kind of think I'm horrible at all of <laughs> all, everything I do. So that'll be on your obituary. The great man who always thought he sucked at all the things. Why? Well, yeah, but I mean, I I think that's kind of common. That's well, everyone I was gonna say if you think about it like famous visual artists like lots of them didn't get the recognition that they should have and they were deeply depressed Mm, fucking writers mm -hmm. and painters like Van Gogh was just a broke crazy piece of shit at the end and just was like you know oh my god mind Oscar Wilde yes Sylvia Plath like everyone that is a great person that like they build fucking statues and put them in libraries of those people thought they were shit mm-hmm. you know no one walked around all pompous and if they did it was picasso and <laughs> oh and God. come on come on come picasso on. we get it that's what I, I wonder about that like when that happens like i mean i do believe that you know that uh, at the very least you know our energy keeps going but i just but like i wonder if like in some way van gogh like after he was gone the message got to him like, oh, by the way, everyone was super oh. into this. And he was filled with light and he was fulfilled for the <laughs> first time ever. And he, he could, could fucking he rest could easy. Move on. Jesus. But if you what think about it, then, people that shout from the rooftops of how great they are, I don't appreciate that. I don't think it's tasteful or awesome. It's the quiet people that are doing really cool things that I'm like, oh, they barely even talk about how fucking cool they are. I was yes. thinking that about you before we started recording. I was like, Dave's oh, done so much kind. cool shit. But no way, I feel man, like, like you're so humble that so you would humble, even yeah. poo-poo your own humility. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's like the point of this podcast is like, we like talking to people that like, don't think that they're the shit but we like fucking know that yeah. they're the shit that's the whole hey, Dave, point you're the oh, shit so oh, thanks so much so i think you're right though i think it's you know i was talking with a comedian i won't say what comedian said this to me but i was talking to this comedian who's very famous and um they were encouraging me not to mentally abuse myself all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. because you know it doesn't really do you any good and i said does it does anyone who doesn't do that? <laughs> like, yeah. and this comedian was like, only like very successful people. She's like, I, I don't know anyone good who doesn't do it. That's a really good point. She was just like, oh, it's kind of like part of the process. Of, mm-hmm. There's maybe no avoiding, but you know. Mm-mm. I think it's human. Even like Kanye West, you know, Kanye West will sit and call himself a genius all day. But at the end of the day, you're getting a divorce, bro. Right? Yeah. And it, <laughs> I imagine in the quiet of his mind, he mm-hmm. doesn't always think that. Nah, only true narcissists don't think their shit stinks ever. But they're depressed about other things, like not having a cool car or something. Like, their depression's different, I think. <laughs> they don't have the self-deprecating yeah. shit, but, like, they got their own weird stuff. Growing up around musicians, comedy and music have such similar aspects to where, oh, for sure. you, you know, you've been in bands the front man of a band could go out and be like, oh, woohoo, hello, Chicago, blah, 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 you know, rock their faces off. And then as soon as they're done, he's fucking quiet. He's he's a little depressing yeah. to be around. And people uh-huh. come backstage like, I get to meet the singer. And the singer's like, womp, womp. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, just, he's, you know, it's fine. He's, he's just Well, you've never met David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing off the walls. Clearly. Like, you know, there are some people that are so introverted. That they just put on a performance. So comedy is like the sarcasm, the pain, the life lessons. And it's the culmination of all of that. But that doesn't mean when you step off stage, you're not like, I fucking blew it. That was stupid. Why did I? Yeah, I'm sure most people are like this. Comedians or performers. Mm -hmm. Really only it's when it's happening that I enjoy it. The idea of, of 
being on stage is uh, repellent to me. Oh, like the before is a speech in sixth grade that you didn't prepare for. During, you feel really good. And then afterwards, you're like replaying it all and being like, oh, shit, I'm doubting myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I can enjoy if something goes well and was fun. I might enjoy it for a few hours and eventually will um, return to a place of self-loathing. Oh, so you need your doses. It's like mm-hmm. an addiction then, the high of performing. Not every time. I Like, you know, whatever. I hate when people are like, be present. But I think, you know, when performing <laughs> is a time when I'm consistently present Mm -hmm. it's like you know i could count on one hand the amount of times i've been performing you know with comedy and the few times i've been in plays like where i was thinking about something else like Mm. oh i forgot to pick up my laundry music you can actually i think it's a little easier to do that because you know you're playing a guitar solo and you're like oh i wonder what time to yeah, the muscle uh, memory takes you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like a long tour and you're oh. playing the same set. List you're playing Stairway to Heaven and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just got all these shit to do when I got home. It's crazy. <laughs> Look at all these kids slow dancing. I have time to make Ugh. my grocery list. Bunch of whores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I okay. like the advice. I like getting inside yeah. people's brains and kind of hearing how everyone flows different. I have friends in comedy that say when they perform, they just kind of fucking black out. Yeah. And then they're like, when I'm done, I'm like, oh, was that good? Hopefully that went How was that? Are they, they record themselves because they're like, I don't actually know if it's good. I have to replay it later and kind of be like, oh. But then I have friends yeah. that are so present that they're feeding mm-hmm. off of like the eye smile of like the girl in the second row that they've never met before. It's like, but when her eyes crinkled like that, I was like, I'm nailing it. I'm, I'm really serving it right now. And I'm like, oh, oh that's yeah. hella present. I think I'm. I'm probably more like that when you're really like connected to performing like the energy in the air like you you can swat at it it's like mm-hmm. a tangible thing and it's when when you're on stage you can be like oh there's something weird going on in this there's some vibe over here that's this you're really good at that because I saw you small venue when you were in Portland like intimate setting and you kind of have your finger on the pulse of stuff that's happening in the room which was really fun that's why I refuse to play big venues regularly it's not out of a lack of popularity no <laughs> I, I believe that and but I like you in a smaller setting shush <laughs> <laughs> I believe that, goddammit. You like playing your music and doing your guitar things. And it's like, I can't describe it. It's not a full guitar solo set. Yeah. And it's not a full, strictly only speaking comedy set. It's a medley of the coolest shit. And just you vibing with the audience, telling stories and calling people out on a weird laugh at something. Or you're like, yeah, that oh, was awkward. Shit. You're That's right. Me. You would that was me. me. Crowd, like, Dave. No, it's super funny. You like, <laughs> you go with the flow of stuff. You're like, you're right to laugh. That was terrible. It's, it was just <laughs> well, really fun. You. I, I can't wait for you to come back to Portland when the world lets that happen. Oh, me too. That's one of my favorite. I love, I love Portland. I know a lot of people do. I know it's a very popular city. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, we're all right. I really like it. Like I I would almost move there, but I feel like it would be too obvious to do that. It would be too predictable for me to do that. I won't do it. You kind of feel like a little blob of Portland in another city. You don't have to keep Portland weird. You're just keeping anywhere you are as weird as Portland. Just come visit and we'll give you a list of all the weird (laughs) like statues and art. Because Portland's really good about like their creepy art. So like... Mm. I'm sure our town has a bunch that. of giant bottles for you to ride past on your bike. Oh, perfect. Portland is like, has all this stuff that I, you know, I like coffee shops. I like guitar stores. I like food. A lot of people like food, but I like it in a really cool way. No. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of toast I here. like it different. I like toast. I like toast. I like, uh, I like trees. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of the stuff that I like. Painting strange objects. Like all of it's really your thing. The only thing is I think maybe it's a little too overcast for my mental Uh, state yeah we get some clouds right now it's sunny i've heard a lot of people say that cleveland chicago and portland are all very similar in like vibe Mm. and like what the people are into all kind of are like sisters from another mister maybe like well chicago to me is just super cleveland it's just cleveland but more cleveland is just chicago light yeah i like that when people from cleveland where i'm from you know people would be like i'm gonna move to either new york or chicago those would be like the two places like a lot of people move and it's just like chicago you're just going it's like getting just like more spaghetti or whatever on your plate it's just more of this it's just more of the same shit i like that 
I'm always like, if you're from Cleveland, you want to move to a big city, just move to New York. Like, quit messing around. Quit messing. So, you don't need a baby step. They fear change. The well, lateral move. Yeah, yeah. Chicago to me is a total lateral move. <laughs> oh, I like that we're diving into your preferences for things and your thoughts and feelings. And we mm-hmm. are going to jump into a segment called This, this or That. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. we're going to go back and forth and give you two options and you mm-hmm. rapid fire choose your choice. One or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll start it off. Excellent. Bonfire on the beach or tubing in a river? God, they both sound horrible. Uh, <laughs> I would say, um, how long does the tubing have to last? I don't know. It can be a short jaunt, like four bends. Yeah, I'd be into that. Okay. Um, probably. No, probably the tubing. You'd rather be wet than hot? The fire sounds good, but it sounds like already there's going to be too many people in my taste. Because <laughs> it's a bonfire. Yeah, like if there's Bonfires just like... Bonfires are like more than five people at least. Anything with more than five people I'm not into. Oh, too much. Awesome. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> painting or writing? Um, I would say painting because for me, painting is something personally that I have not ruined for myself. Mm, okay. I have fun doing it. I don't think about whether it's good or bad. No pressure. Yeah. I just enjoy doing it. Like one's fun, one's work. Work, I mean, writing is fun, pretty much. I know it's like cliche or classic thing to talk about how hard and horrible it is. I like it more than I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, painting is fully just playing and it's fun. I hate myself for even for what I'm about to say, but I started painting a lot more in the last year because I spent most of the last year in Ohio. My girlfriend and I were there taking care of her mom. You know, I had space to paint, which is harder to come by here in New York. So I painted a lot and then I was posting the things I was painting and then people were like, would you sell this? So I opened an Etsy store again. Welcome to the dark side. So I know. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge cliche of a human. No, it's great. You're so Portland, it's not even funny. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I um opened the Etsy store and the first thing that I sold, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but then I was like, "Ugh, I've, I've poisoned the well." <laughs> Because as soon as I did that, I started to go like, oh, well, if it took me this long to do this, I could do this many more and make this amount of money. I started crunching the numbers. Oh, no. You got the Etsy curse. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're painting for Ugh. the people and not for the Dave. I will continue to do it to sell stuff, but I kind of pump the brakes on it, as they say, because I, I don't like to sit and do something and think about what's going to happen with it. Or Good. I don't like to think beyond sitting there and doing it. And I realized as soon as I started selling stuff that I started to think in those terms, and I hated that. So um, anyway, that's my really, I also, these answers are so, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I would punch myself in the face if someone else said what I just said. To no, you. no, you're great. Burritos or tacos? That's a simple one. Mm, that's It's not. Burritos. Oh, shit. <laughs> or do you prefer the like crunchy taco with like a soft taco outside? That was my thing is like taco, mm-hmm. you know, is getting, there's, so many i'm feeling like taco truck like oh. if you went to a taco truck and they were like oh. burrito or tacos and it's like the hot steamy yeah. corn yeah. Stack. No question my mouth just watered yeah definitely tacos for sure nice so i like a nice burrito in my experience if you're making a good taco like you probably make a good burrito too and then you can serve me either one and i don't really care you would mm-hmm. like a combo plate like that. I'm a big fan of the combo plate. Nice. Me too. It's, I'm indecisive, so I like a little something of everything. Also, like Mexican food is, there are certain foods when I eat it, I'm not looking to be dainty or eat reasonably. I'm looking to stuff my fucking face. <laughs> yeah, you want to be uncomfortable afterwards and, and maybe release yeah. some pressure later. I like it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like cancel all other plans. Yeah. Right? Come out to a party, Dave, and you're like, I'm sorry, I ate Mexican food earlier. I made a day of it. I made a day of it. Sorry. I had one plan for this day. I made a day of it. I won't eat certain foods if I have something important to do. Like last night, we were talking about like, should we order dinner? What should we get? And I said, let's play it safe. And I got some barbecue pork I'm going to cut up and put in top ramen because during Dave's interview, I don't want to have to go Taco Bell die. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I thought of you in my dinner choice last night. Like I was being responsible. Like as an adult, that's what happens. Like you have to think about... Do I have a long drive tomorrow? Yeah. Do I want to shit and <laughs> yeah. die on the side? 
side of the road or do I just want to like be a little hungry when I go to right. sleep tonight? That's fine. Yeah, I used to think more like that. And then now I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm just going to let it ride. Well, it's easier when we have very few places to go. <laughs> this is true. I'd rather eat a bunch of burritos and cancel some plans than right? go do something. You would rather make a day of it? <laughs> it's my new yeah. Or I would rather just not. I, I don't want to have plans in general. All I really want to do in life is stuff my face. Like, I, I don't. Like Same. I don't really aspire to everything else that i do is just something to fill the time between eating in between i really when I'm feel this on a eating and drinking this is an yes. important one toasted bread by the slice or a bagel oh. i feel like i know which toasted delicacy you're gonna go for but i, had to I honestly like a bagel if it's a good bagel and this is maybe a controversial answer being the face of toast being the face you in are. north america yeah. <laughs> I actively use this hashtag too. I like toast. Good. Uh, bagel. The only reason I don't eat bagels for every day is just because uh, I think it would be hard to fit into my clothes. But otherwise, I would do it uh, twice a day. I love schmears. I get so, like, stoked on, like, a savory schmear. Don't laugh oh, at yeah. me. It's a delight. Have you ever had a fried caper? Oh. <sighs> on top of no, cream cheese on a sounds, bagel. Oh my God. It's like a crunchy, salty delightful. delight. Capers open yeah. up like a little flower pod mm. and they're just crispy as hell. They're mm. so good. A crispy salt tossed on top of your bagel. Highly recommend. I've never had it, but I feel like I can feel it. I get it. Your salivary glands? Mine's gone. Mine's gone I'm wild. drooling I'm full, a little bit. Fully in. I have a final this or that for you, and I feel like it's very important for me to know specifically what you think, Dave. Okay. Would you okay. rather perform for stoners or drunk folks? Oh, gosh. <laughs> God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> neither? Is that a thing? <laughs> maybe neither. No, sober room, no. I feel like, would be like oh. harder to perform for. I want people that are a little let go. I would say maybe like a room full of people where everyone has had a couple drinks would be ideal. Not more than Oh, this is what I was going to say earlier, and I'm totally backtracking way earlier. The thing I was going to say about like uh, feeling the room and stuff is like, and again, punch me in the face for saying this, but um, as much as I love drinking and probably like it too much, I never, I never drink before I go on stage because I can't feel like the energy in the room as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why most people drink though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the I'm the opposite. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be in tune. No, you're totally right. Yeah, there's he's fucking yelling. A right comedian now. friend I talked to before said something about this, where he drinks all the time, and he's like, "You might find it hard to believe that I don't drink before I go on stage because then the set becomes all about me and not all about the audience's reactions." Mm -hmm. He's like, "Because then I only care about what I'm saying, and I'm not listening to the people in the audience." Yeah, that's really smart. That's totally true. I think. Yeah, but he drinks pro. Fiercely, the minute his feet hit off stage. Oh, same, same here. Right, right. I will, as soon as we're done, I will just vodka until I wake up tomorrow. No, just. And then do it all over again. It's fine. Do it all over. It's totally good. Comedian will tell you, like, if you're doing like two shows, the late show is always the drunk show. And it's. No, it's so true. It can be really annoying, especially if you're like in Scotland or something. <laughs> I can totally see that. Scotland is one of my favorite places on earth. It's one of the places on our bucket list of places to go because our lineage is from there. Oh, it's wonderful. There's a town with our like with our with our family name there. Oh, wow. it's like <laughs> I'm sure it's just a pile of rocks because our family did not come from much. That sounds oh about lovely. Right. It's great. I mean, the people are great. I love Scotland. Like, if I don't move to Portland, I'll move to Glasgow. Well, I love that. Either way for you, I love that. You can't lose. I have a question. I'm dying to know. You've been doing your townie punk stuff and your bike ride stuff on Instagram for a little mm -hmm. while now. Where the hell did that come from and what inspired you? Because that is some of the funniest shit. If I'm having a bad day, I literally go back and rewatch ones. It's a little shorty, but it's like so fucking funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. That was brilliant of you. Oh, thanks. That just came about because I spent, as I mentioned, most of the last year in this town of like 3,000 people in way northeast Ohio. In like a town also, like there's 3,000 people, but I would never, almost never see anybody. Mm -hmm. 
That's like the town that we went to high school in had like 2,000 people and it was not very concentrated in one spot. It was pretty spread out with the downtown and everybody oh. outside of town was from out of town. It was a townies. Yeah, so it was like pretty small, little suburban town, but like kind of way in the middle of nowhere. And I would ride to borrow my girlfriend's brother's bike <laughs> and I would just ride it every day just to like try not to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. And as I did it, like I was feeling like self-conscious. Like, I probably look like a dork. I, as I often think. Same. And mm -hmm. then I just kind of started imagining interactions with like uh, imaginary townie punks. Like basically imagining that like I had these nemeses around like town. A Even rivalry. Yeah, yeah. It's just something that I started imagining as I rode around that there were people that were like wanted to fight and stuff. Even though literally never ever see anybody. <laughs> But that's even funnier because um, it gives you an open stage to just go be wherever you're at making nice little comedy snippets. <laughs> I like it. So you're the main character in your own 90s movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're coming out with their leather jackets and being like, you're on our turf. And you're <laughs> like, I have something to say. Yeah, totally. Trouble. That's basically it is just uh, just imagining that just the fact that like, I was like, oh, it seems like people I'm having fun doing it and people mm -hmm. seem to like it. So it sort of egged me on to keep doing it you they know with all stop, things please because it's super funny and i tell people when i'm telling them stuff if they ask me a question well a of all and then like <laughs> i answer them and they don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but i think i'm pretty funny so i'm <laughs> oh, using davisms like all the time it's pretty great oh so, good that's nice yeah. to hear and i tell them i'll do questionable things for food which is also fucking weird and funny <laughs> but it's pretty on brand for me so i'm into it well i told shannon we have to have you back <laughs> just so on the next episode oh, you can yeah. say hey it's Dave from before. <laughs> yes, please. I, love I would love it. You're so funny. I love it. And we're going to hop right into our favorite section of oh, the show. Yes. And I feel like this is going to sit weird with you just based on how I've learned about Absolutely. you in this session. Okay. But it is time for compliments yes. where you get to sit there and listen to these two sisters tell you how fucking wonderful you are indeed oh, there's no. no rebuttals you just gotta sit in it in the feeling yeah i'll probably hit mute but go ahead oh no how dare you <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just <laughs> start it off okay number one you when i a. a of all a of all thank you jesus i missed how my mark you. on that oh <laughs> when you were here for the comedy festival and i was chaperoning and chauffeuring uncle ron around town he literally sent me over to sit by you he's like go sit by dave and i was like oh okay so i went and sat by dave listened to you talking to other people and i was like this guy's a great guy he's like a nice fun guy even after you get off stage because some comedians you don't know what their vibe's gonna be like when they turn it off mm -hmm. for the stage and you are approachable and nice and calm and humble and just like witty and fun and observant you're like making quips about your surroundings and i just found you very charming oh, and then you. when i started following and lurking your social media i love everything you paint on is awesome you have so many like facets and things that people don't know if they don't know to look i find you fascinating and you make me happy and i like your energy that you put off and i just think you're a great oh, person you. and i'm so happy to have you on the podcast i'm over here oh. nodding in agreement just, i realize yeah. like i'm at a microphone but i'm yeah. nodding at her <laughs> like yeah, yeah yeah she's like that yeah no that yeah i just think you're great oh thank thank you very much that's so nice and Dave, I've never gotten to meet you. Yet. Yet. It's overrated. No. Shush. I hope that one day we get to like super bro hang yeah. and I will be that dorky laugh in the crowd that mm -hmm. you're like, I wish she didn't show up today. <laughs> Real talk. She came two days in a row and I was like, you don't have to. Uh, I have an awful <laughs> laugh. I've been told by many comedians like, please stop sitting in the front row. It's a I situation. Like, <laughs> However, I think you're so fun in a way that you've got that like. I call it fun gummy bear energy where I feel like bouncing around. And yes, I get that that's kind of like you're picking and choosing when you want to kind of come out, but you have the charisma behind it. And I feel like you would just be a genuinely fun person to hang out with. You seem super real. Like you just don't put a lot of attention into like fucking painting a fake ass picture for people. And that's mm -hmm. the kind of people that I respect and I gravitate towards because I just like genuine folk. Yeah. Like you may look back on this in 10 years and regret being on our podcast. I regret everything. No, I regret kidding. everything. He's like, I regret, like, it I regret it I regret it yesterday. But I'm pleased as punch to have you. And I think you are just a little magical piece 
of energy in this world. And I want you to keep doing all the things, whatever makes you feel good, the people are going to respond to you. So if you wanted to quit everything and be a full-time Van Gogh, shovel painter, we will make a statue of you when you pass. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I might do that. Okay. I might we'll do see. that. We'll just quit it know. all and start a new yeah. avenue. Whatever you do, the people will support you because you put genuine energy into the world. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate you for sharing it. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. You're nice. I'm so excited for my fucking shirt. You are That's that. the other thing. I'm so excited for that shirt. I'm so excited for my shirt. Yeah. The one thing I would say is if you did hang out with me for as my girlfriend or anyone who spends a lot of time with me will tell you, eventually it turns a corner and it's an absolute nightmare to spend time <laughs> Dude. with me. Fully relatable. Are we all? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if our families all talked to each other, they'd be like, they're just a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, Dave, you talked about you were working on your next book. Do you have anything right now you want to promote? You want to yeah. tell people where to get these fine ass shirts? Do you want to tell people where your Etsy shop is? How can they find you? I would say the two, you could go to my website or my Instagram and find out various exploits but davehillonline.com is my website and my instagram is at mr dave hill at mr dave hill as far as like current thing like i have an, i have a movie coming out that i'm in Ooh. called drunk bus i saw the trailer it looks really good i'm so excited starring uh charlie tahan he's on ozark yeah and uh pineapple tangaroa and Will Forte is in. And uh, so I'm in that movie and I'm really excited about that. And that comes out in limited theaters and on, you know, Amazon and all the different things like that on May 21st. That's so exciting. And I have a guest starring role on a new show on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming thing mm-hmm. called the show's Girls 5 Eva. And it stars Busy Phillips, Paula yes. Pell, and um, some other fine folks. That show looks freaking amazing, too. It's like a girl group revisited. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so great. I'm on, I think it's technically called a guest starring role, though it, I mean, I'd make it sound like I'm on the love boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm on that show for an episode. I'm excited about that. And podcast, The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Yes. And then I'm launching a clothing line. Nice. I, You know, I started painting the things as you were talking about. And then mm-hmm. a lot of it is these like floral patterns. And it occurred to me mm-hmm. that it would look cool on clothes or fabric or whatever. Oh. And because it's literally me and my friend Corey. I talked to Corey and she works in fashion. I said, I think this would be cool on dresses. And she mm-hmm. was like, totally. So it's just the two of us. So we're starting with just three dresses. And you go to thebunnyshops.com. It's called Bunny. It's named after my mom. Oh, you're so cute. That's so exciting. It's a total fun thing. I I don't know anything about fashion industry. You know a lot about making flowers, though. You're part of that team. That's rad. I know about, I know clothes that I like and I know how to make flowers. Dude, Dave, you do everything. Well, that's just kind of like a fun, weird Side gig. I mean, it's not, not even a gig yet because I haven't made any money. We'll see. Ah. Passion <laughs> project. Another. It's thing just that fun. I love hate to say. It's just creatively f- fun thing to do, and hopefully, it'll grow and and thrive. So excited! I love this dresses and drunk bus i'm gearing up right put your dress on get a dress watch drunk yeah. bus i feel like <laughs> that's the, perf- <laughs> the perfect evening that's your new commercial oh, i like this well dave oh. you are wonderful and Seriously. we really appreciate you letting us kind of dig through your memory folds this i think you're so just fun. really fun you're a great interview Seriously, thank you you're welcome. that's fantastic we have comedy crushes on you and yes. hopefully you get to come to portland soon Yes, please. And we want you to take care of yourself and your mental health and just go look in the goddamn mirror right now, Dave, and say, you're awesome now and you were fine 10 years ago. Good point. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. And and please, I, ho- I hope I get to Portland. I'm on the next plane. Yay! Or the, maybe the plane, the plane after that. We will be waiting stage exit for you with a cocktail. That's good. We'll make a day of it. We'll make a day of it. <laughs> oh, I shit. love it. We love you. This thank is, you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you again. This is this has been a really fun day. Oh, thanks a for having Dave me. A fun day or a fun day? I said day, but I mean, it really <laughs> goes. It's been a real fun day. Yes. I love it. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, hey, Bon, if somebody wanted to hang out with us, talk to us, where can they find us? Um, well, we're at your house right now in your basement. Right, but like on the online. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter under the same name, mm-hmm. which is 
no, you are that. Oh, right. Don't forget the no. Yeah. Okay. We're also on the Facebook. We are. And it's just straight up, you are that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have a page and a group so you can super participate or just follow along. Yeah. What if somebody wanted to give us monies? Well, my Venmo name is. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, we're on Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com forward slash you are that. And yes. they can give us as little as a dollar a month and That's it helps a lot. support the podcast. Yeah, it does. It yeah. funds all of our stuffs. Um, they could also give us high fives on review rating and subscribing. Mm-hmm. And uh maybe and some that's five free. stars. Yeah, that's no money. Yes. Five yeah. stars is freaking fantastic and we love those. And if you write a little note with it, like tell us a fun fact about yourself. We also have merch. Do you know where they can find Oh it? yeah, yeah. You could get things to put on your hot bods at you are that merch.com. There's also like mugs and yeah. shit and hats. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Heads, countertops. We have you covered. Totes. We have totes. We do have totes. <laughs> that was organic and beautiful. Oh my God. That's well, the best. We thank you so much for listening, sharing, rating, reviewing, all of the fun things, and participating. We hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Yeah. I, and um, you, you probably regret asking me to do this. Um, no, I this, but, no, I love it. Um, shit, I forgot what you. What was the question? <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.